As the moon climbs high over the dead oak tree. Spooks are right for the midnight spree. Creepy creeps with eerie eyes. Starts to shriek and harmonize. When we don't start to socialize. When you hear the knell of a requiem bell. We're ghosting where spirits dwell. Restless bones etherialize. Rises spooks of every size. <laughs> Hello. Listeners, it is the culmination of spooky season here on the Double Down Podcast Network. It's been a month. It's been pretty good uh, this year. We've stretched Halloween out over the course of a month because what else are we going to do? Lockdown, yeah, that's, right. Well, that's it. Fuck all else to do. Yeah, exactly. So no, it's become. I mean, I like Halloween. So yeah, what what other way could we possibly wrap it up? You know, we've we've had Rent a Ghost, we've had Beetlejuice, we've had the Haunted Mansion. So in case you didn't pick the theme up already, listeners. <laughs> We're going to go through a battle royale of, well, not just movie ghosts. I mean, just pop culture ghosts in general. A lot of the thing with a lot of these ghosts that we're going to look at uh, this evening is that they do cross genres. There seems to be quite a heavy bleed, especially between sort of literary genre and and sort of ghost films. Really. Yeah, you, you um, do kind of get that. And I mean, especially now with like Netflix and stuff like that, is that they're all, they're, things are rife for remaking. So you do kind of find things that there may not have been a desire for previously now all of a sudden everybody's absolutely devouring content mm, uh, yeah so you know it's like right, what else can we snap up yeah and i think there's something just inherent in our culture as well where we all love a good ghost story don't we yeah. so it, it, i mean it's something that i think has echoed through generations so fucking hell you're not drinking alcohol tonight what is wrong with you <laughs> it wasn't on my essential shopping list now i wish it was ah okay there you go uh yeah because you can get alcohol that is an essential yeah. item um okay so we have ghosts for you this episode yeah, now, now before we start breaking into these i'm i'm just wondering right how the fuck do we finish this without a proton pack and an ecto containment unit well, each of these ghosts, I mean, there's two ways we can approach this, isn't it? Either we say that they're all ghosts, so therefore they can inflict ghostly damage on each other because it's kind of a level playing field, like they're yeah. all spiritual entities. Yep. Um, or we take it that actually, you know, there is a way to dispose of each and every one of these. Yeah. Um, it's just going to be about the others working out what that is. Um, they. It is possible to maybe not kill a ghost because they're dead, but it's certainly possible to like banish a ghost or yeah. get rid of a ghost. So, so there, there are ways. So I think we take that approach to it in that each of them does have a weakness or most of them do. There may be one or two that we're not sure mm, of. Yeah. <laughs> but I think in those cases, like in general with a ghost, it's like they pass on, don't they? Like they, yeah. they fulfill their unfinished business and they pass on to the other side. Well, you, you say that, and I, I was reading today, and I've actually done some some background reading and some research this week because I was just looking at trying to find inherent weaknesses in, in all of them. And um, one of our contenders, um, not to spoil the uh, the lineup, is Casper. And in the in the original um, uh, in the original comics, um, Casper is a, a ghost. He lives in a haunted house. All the other ghosts love fucking with people and you know, causing chaos and scaring people. And he's he's the friendly one. He doesn't want to do that. So he he packs up and he leaves, and he goes to try and meet people. And the first uh, things you come across, they're, they're um, street animals. I can't remember. I think one was a rat and one was something similar. And they were both petrified of him and ran away before he could try and befriend them. And this sends Casper um, on a real fucking downer to the point where he tries to kill himself. Holy shit. But fails because he's already fucking dead. That's fucking amazing. That's like, so I, dark for Casper. That, I, don't, I, I really baked my Swede when I read that. I know very little about Casper. Uh, of all the ghosts on this list, he's probably the one I know the least about, actually, with the exception of... Uh, okay, well, let's go through the list. Um, let's go through this, okay? And then we can start talking about them. So, 
we have like look before we dive into this list okay i have no doubt there are going to be those of you out there are going to go but what about this as is always the case when we yeah. do these kind of battle royal things but this one especially because normally when we put these lists together like last year we did witches and then we've done sort of classic monsters we've done serial killers like it does get to a point where by the time we've got sort of seven or eight we're starting to scratch our head a little bit to get good solid contenders and see how they're going to fit in the mix we had to cut ourselves off after like literally two minutes of just brain farting with this because we're like "Whoa, whoa, whoa there are too many fucking ghosts okay so We've gone with the number 13, obviously, because yeah. 13 ghosts. It was either that or 999, all right? And we would have been here till next Halloween. <laughs> so we've gone with 13 ghosts. And what we've tried to do, at least, is, is kind of mix them up. Like, we haven't gone for, you know, all of the same kind yeah. of ghosts. So we've thrown things like Casper in there at the expense of maybe something that's a little more traditionally frightening um yeah. so it's we we think we've got a fairly varied mix we're sorry if your favorite <laughs> ghost is missing if they are please do write in and let us know because you know there's always can, next year there's always next year probably won't be ghosts again but there may even be some one-on-ones that can come out of yeah. it if you're all you know writing in saying but what about this ghost what about that ghost then Write in and let us know. But the 13 that we've gone with, in no particular order, other than the order I have them written down, which is the order that Mark scribbled them down, which actually means this is the order we brain farted them in. Yeah. Um, so we have the Bent Neck Lady from Haunting of Hill House. We have Casper. We have Sadako or Samara, depending on what language you're speaking and what version you're watching from The Ring. We have the Grady Twins from The Shining. We have Slimer, of course uh beetlejuice of course uh malcolm crane from the sixth sense jacob marley moaning myrtle banquo reverend kane or the beast from poltergeist uh the ghost of duke ellington from big mouth (laughs) and sam from ghost um so there you have it there are 13 um now i was saying i know very little about casper with the exception of I think the only one I probably know less about is Malcolm Crane, and that's only because I fucking hate The Sixth Sense, and I've only right. seen it once. I'm 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 so... going to throw something in on, on Malcolm Crane here, right? I, I, I... Wait, wait, wait! Before we go any further, just before we go any further, I know this is like a twenty-year-old film, but not just this. Also, some of the other stuff we're talking about, there are inherent mysteries in ghost stories. So, right here and now, in front of everything fucking spoilers <laughs> right up your fucking nostrils out your ear holes and through your eye sockets and up the asshole spoilers everywhere for every single one of these films okay like, probably should have said that before you said his name really uh yeah okay <laughs> but i didn't say who he is did i like no. um but yeah gonna, it's... if you've never seen the success you're gonna watch it. you've got to fucking forgotten unless i mention the name again right now you you <laughs> gotta forget that name so before we go any further, if you haven't seen The Sixth Sense, Haunting of Hill House, um, <laughs> can't believe I'm going to say this, Harry Potter, <laughs> any of these things where there are ghosts involved and you don't want to know who they are and what their backstory is, The Ring, Casper even, um, like we are going to spoil shit because inherently we are going to have to talk yeah. about who these ghosts were as people. So anyway okay yeah so yeah so spoiler spoiler spoilers um yeah, yeah the, the the only thing i've written down is i i mean I've, i remember seeing the sixth sense when it came out and being really underwhelmed having everybody saying how great it was and what a massive twist it was and it's like, yeah fine whatever. but the thing i'll say right this guy is such a pussy 
he's dead. He still goes to fucking work every day. I that's mean, how much of a bitch he is. What's up with that, right? Um, you know, I, I, I get no, I, I get the fact that no, they tried to portray that he was no, he was he was carrying on his life, and his wife was cold to him, and no, so presumably in his professional life, everyone was a dick and ignored him as well. But if nobody speaks to you for an entire fucking year, apart from this little boy, something's up with that. You take the little boy out of the equation, and that sounds like fucking heaven right now. <laughs> yeah, nobody fucking speaking to me for a year. I'll take that. Um, might make this show a little bit hard to do. So maybe you're allowed to speak to me. Uh, and I get, I guess my wife. But other than that, nobody for a year. That sounds yeah. pretty fucking good to me. Looks fucking um, amazing. Gotta be honest. Yeah, but yeah, I I don't like the sixth sense. So I know I know who he is. I know the whole thing. But I'm a, I'm a little bit sketchy on the details there. And unlike Mark, as usual, I've done no fucking research. So um, oh, my um, literally just like a sentence on each one, saying what who they are. Oh, okay. Well, I I, that, I know that's it. I kind of know roughly who each of them are. So I was kind of okay with that. Um. So yeah, as we say, each of these will have their own kind of backstory and their own way to to be disposed of. So like for instance. Straight away, you, you can sort of split the pack immediately into benevolent spirits and malevolent spirits. Like straight away, there there are there are spirits in here that exist for no other reason than to fuck shit up. Yeah, and then there are spirits in here that exist to warn others and act as a kind of guiding light, if you like. Um, so so straight away we have a good evil split. Uh, and then we've got we've got some which are just pussies like Casper, to be honest, and some which tread right on the line. Your Slimers and your Beetlejuices, where they could kind of go either way. Your chaotic yeah. neutrals. Yeah, depending um, on which way the wind's blowing. Yeah, exactly. Um, but then you know you look. For me, there's a dark horse here straight away, and it might not be the one that everybody initially picks out of the pack. But let's how okay. How are we going to address? Kane or the Beast or the Poltergeist? Do we go with the Poltergeist? I mean, I've got him down as the Beast because that's how that's how it's. Well, I mean, he is he is generally. the Beast, but most people would go, oh, it's yeah. the Poltergeist. It's, it's Poltergeist, it's, yeah. It's the Beast because there are multiple spirits in yeah. Poltergeist. The point is that the Beast is leading them because he's yeah. kind of devouring their souls. Um, I right. think the story in Poltergeist is. <laughs> I've not seen Poltergeist for about fifteen years. Well, I mean, the first one, the story's pretty clear cut, and the beast is just one of multiple entities. But once yeah. you get into Poltergeist two and three, and oh, the, I, I, I've completely overlooked those. I've they, got to be honest. They kind of go into his backstory, and they do the classic thing of like giving the Poltergeist a reason to be there outside of the fact that the house was built on the ancient Indian burial yeah, ground. Yeah, because you need something else on top of that, obviously. Yeah, uh, but anyway, if if we take the beast as a as an entity, yeah. then. And for those of you, again, that may be sketchy on the details that haven't seen Poltergeist or are just looking for a still or haven't seen it for a, for a number of years, because it is quite an old film, but the Beast is the monster that's kind of in the wardrobe at the end that kind yeah. of comes out with the, the big sort of old man face and the spindly spider legs. That's the Beast, okay? Now, the whole thing with the Beast, and, and they do explain this in the first Poltergeist as well, the whole thing is that this, this entity, this Beast, this malevolent force is feeding off all of the negative energy in the house and any positive energy that is generated kind of weakens it. Mm. But, you know, when you look at this lineup, all there is is negative energy in one way or another. Like even even the benevolent spirits, with with, with the exception, I guess, of Casper and Duke Ellington, like everybody's got issues here. I mean, I mean, even Duke Ellington's got issues. Um, I mean, generally that he hasn't got laid since he died. Um, but that's no, that's me. That's there are episodes where that does come across as quite negative as well. Mm, I mean, it's, I mean his, his character is, is large. I mean, it, it's a figure of fun character, but um, it's very much a case of, you know, his unfinished business is that he didn't get fucked enough. 
Yeah. So okay. So even he has negative energy. So this is this is a feast for the beast. Yeah. Like this is he's just going to get more and more and more powerful. Yeah. Unless somebody can like kick out some goodwill vibes somewhere. Um, well, yeah, which... and I mean, realistically, your only kind of hopes for that are Casper and Sam. I mean, maybe Beetlejuice. Maybe Be- Beetlejuice. The problem with Beetlejuice, as, as we talked about on SMPD, was it last week? Um, is I can't remember when we did such shit. It's been a long month. It was. It was last week. It was last week. <laughs> it was only a week ago, shit. Um, but yeah, even like Beetlejuice again, he, he could go either way, and you really don't know what you're going to get. He might decide actually, you know what? This beast guy's kicking ass. I don't really want to be on no, as long as I can. I really want to, I no, I might just keep myself out of the way, cause a bit of shit when he's not looking, and then fucking hide. Yeah, like he's, he's not a- going to be doing a lot. He is an agent of chaos, isn't he? Yeah. Um so, so yeah, you don't have too many people that can weaken the beast here. And and I think anybody that's going up against him and using, for instance, if we look at Sadako or, or Samara. Right, okay. Let's make a choice now. Is let's she go with Samara because that's what I've written down. Right, okay. Don't at us, people. Okay, we're just making a yeah, choice. We, yeah, we we know we know there are two. It's fine. We're going with we're going with Samara. Yeah, we're making a choice. Okay, we know that it's a Japanese original, but we're making a choice. Okay, so we'll go with Samara then. Um, so even I would say outside of the beast, probably Samara, the, the most powerful of the yeah kind of malevolent spirits here. Like even her going at him, everything she throws at him because it's going to be negative energy. Yeah, he's like he will feast on that. So. He's going to be quite a difficult one to take down unless we get a fucking Ghostbusters 2 <laughs> everybody join hands sing Statue of Liberty moment going on. How the fuck did we not put Vigo the Carpathian in this list? We did mention him, but I think we'd, we'd at that point we were like, we've got too many. I think he was one of the ones we kind of went, no. Because we got Slimer maybe. So, yeah, so, so I didn't I know. that might have been it. Because, yeah, I, I, he's, he's, on a, he's on a scribble sheet I've got. Don't know how we missed that. Uh, so there you go, listeners. There's one that everybody was was going to be writing in with. So I know uh, I'm kicking myself over that. Um, okay, yeah, it, it must have been because we already had Slimer on the list. Yeah, probably. So let's just park the beast for a moment then, because I think initially what he's actually going to do is just sit back and let shit happen. Oh, he's, he's not going to get involved. He's just going to be like, yeah, fine, kill each other. I don't care. And then, yeah, enjoy the all-you-can-eat buffet. Maybe yeah. stir some shit up. Um, then you kind of Banquo moaning Myrtle. And Marley can all be over in the corner having a fucking group therapy session, I think. <laughs> well, I mean, Jacob Marley's another one that I, I, I love the idea of Jacob Marley, but his sole fu- his whole his sole function as a ghost was to come and tell Scrooge that other bigger, badder ghosts were coming to fuck him up. Yeah, I mean he it's is like, what is the what's the point of that? There's he he's is... not any sort of harbinger because all he does is go, Oh, look over there. He is the the best example possible of Joe Exposition in in any in any story anywhere ever. He's like, here is the story in a really condensed form. This is everything that's going to happen over the course of this novel or film, however. <laughs> but here it is. Um, I, I think Jacob Marley is in terms of what a ghost looks like and what a ghost should be. Like Jacob Marley is it, isn't he? Oh, he's the clanking chains and the yeah. rags and. Yeah, absolutely. Like short of having a white sheet over his head, like he's he's what you what you yeah, think it, of. With, in with twenty twenty, that's not ghosts anymore. No, it's really not. Um, I mean, having said that, there are multiple, and and this is the thing. So characters like Banquo and and Marley, there are kind of obviously there have been multiple iterations of them and multiple. So I think we just as we it's usually do, 
we have to take the character and the amalgamation because honestly, otherwise with Jacob Marley, ain't nobody convincing me not to have Marley and Marley. So, and that's, that I feel like would have been its own decision to have made. So we, Muppets out, uh, are out of this. We're going with Jacob Marley as a, as a whole, as a character. Um, I mean, you know, like I say, yeah, him and Banquo and Myrtle. And in fact, also Malcolm Crane and Sam actually fall into yeah. that more broad aspect of these are ghosts who have unfinished business. Yeah. And who are, you know, they've, they've all got issues. But, I mean, Marley comes with weapons. Yeah. Right? <laughs> He's the one bringing change to the fight, isn't he? Like, yeah. he can be swinging those fucking lock boxes and keys and everything around, twatting people with them left and right. And well, they yeah, spectral I mean, keys and lock boxes. So I, I was going to say, we, we've got to assume that they're of the same spectral plane as the ghosts. So they're not, no, it's not a case if you can swing them, they'll go straight through. No, definitely not. I, I think he'd be able to fuck shit up. But I, but I feel like, again, as, as we always do with these um, sort of battle royales, there's going to be early alliances form. Yeah. And, and you kind of feel like because maybe it's just because of their period and maybe it's because of the aspects of their character you kind of feel like him and Banquo are kind of natural allies really mm. and that they, they they both exist as warnings to their corporeal counterparts as as yeah. like they, you have to sort this shit out or you're ending up like me um yeah. with Banquo maybe slightly more also kind of tinged with what the fuck did you do yeah um, but also, I mean, Marley, Ban- but... there is the element with Banquo as well. The, you know, Banquo was a knight, so you know, there is that aspect to him as well. Well, I, d- I did think that, actually, as I was I was sort of getting... I, I haven't finished the artwork for this episode yet, but I was sort of compiling everything last night, and as I was looking through him, just Banquo was like, yeah, do you know what? He's the only motherfucker who actually knows how to fight out yeah. of this lot. Like, he's, he's genuinely... Uh, he, he's a soldier. He's a knight, as you say. So he put a weapon in his hands... He's going to be quite tasty. He's going to be, he's, I think, probably the tastiest of everybody. I uh, think the problem for for him would come would be with the period he's from, whereby Myrtle is a woman, the Grady twins are little girls, Casper is a little boy, and he's got this fucking morality code which isn't going to let him behead them. No, he's not. Um, it's interesting you should say that as well, actually, because Myrtle is kind of a woman. Like she's she's certainly played by a she play, she's played by a woman. She's supposed she's like meant 15, to be 16. yeah. I was going to say, but so she's meant. Let, let's assume she's going to be sixteen, and that puts her square in Ellington's crossfires. I think <laughs> yeah. so. There's a problem there. So I mean, maybe Banquo goes after him because he's going after Myrtle, you know, and, and defends her honor. I don't know. Um, but you you have to think then there's going to be an element of all of this shit going down. So already you got a knight, and you've got somebody rattling chains. You've got Casper, who's just a floating white blob. You've got Duke Ellington, who's got a fucking dressing gown and a green wispy That's tail. A jacket. Yeah, dressing gown, smoking jacket. They're the same thing, aren't they? Um, <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. So they're all... He's seeing all of this shit going down. Malcolm Crane and Sam must be over in a corner going, what the fuck is this? Well, yeah. Like, I mean, especially the only the only ever interactions we have with Malcolm Crane, that he doesn't know he's dead. So he's going to be looking around going, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, and Sam does know he's dead, but is very much a rookie ghost. Yeah. So he's going to be like, what the fuck? Although, Nobody I mean, told me about this shit. I mean, to be fair, I mean, by the time we got to the end of Ghost, uh, before, you know, before he went into the light, he got, you know, again, he, he did get some chops. He did, you know, he did start learning how to use the environment. And... He's pretty tasty as a fighter, I think, to be fair. Yeah. He did work get to work things quite well. And obviously the, the, the way that... Uh, where that ended that ended where he got to um to impale Carl on the on the uh, the window. Um so I mean no there's there's a bit of uh no there's a bit of handiness there. Once he no, once he learned how to actually become semi corporeal and and influence his environment, he actually became pretty useful. 
the biggest problem he had was that the amount of energy it took him to do anything, um, especially when he possessed oh fucking Whoopi Goldberg's character, Odame. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, the amount of, the amount of energy he had to expend to possess her in the first place. Uh, no, that's his that's his weakness. That because he's a rookie and he he hasn't had the practice, he hasn't got the experience. Everything he does completely wipes him out. Yeah, but I mean, he, he's not got. Again, that's because he's interacting with like the material plane, yeah. isn't it? Whereas here, he's very much stuck on the spirit plane, so he's just. Well, we, I mean, the, Sam. we don't know how. Like, yeah, he's he's just Sam, but we know, so we don't know how handy or how capable he is of interacting in that world. No, true. Um, but you have to assume that he's just his, he's his regular self. He just happens to be a ghost. And if we're yeah. saying that, you know, the, the lockboxes and the keys can hit things and we said that, you know, spirits can hit spirits, then you know, I, I guess he's pretty tasty. Like he's, he's, he's quite a hero in that film. You know, he's, he's, mm. he's not exactly, I know he's meant to be, but he's not exactly <laughs> Joe Everyman. Like he's, no. he's got a quest and he goes on it and he fights for it as opposed to Malcolm Crane who just fucking dicks around. The yeah. best part of two hours, and then goes, "Oh fuck, I'm dead." Yeah. Like, oh, funny enough, getting shot. Did, no, did, I didn't survive. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah. Strange that. Um, I tell you, who knew? I did. From, yeah. and I'm not exaggerating. This isn't me trying to be fucking too cool for school. I did. I knew all the way through the fucking film, and that's why I've only seen it once because it, it was, really fucked me off. Yeah, it was pretty apparent pretty early, no, pretty early on. The only one I thought was worse, which I won't go into, was the village. Not seen it. Hate Shyamalan ever pegged since it, six sense. Pegged it in the second so, shot. Hate you, you pegged the film in the second shot. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, hate Shyamalan. Yep. So not gone anywhere near any of his shit ever since. I gave him another chance with Unbreakable. Didn't like that either. Mm. I'd rather watch Paint Dry than watch that again. So yeah, fuck it. That's my issue again. At me if you want. <laughs> Whatever. Don't like Shyamalan. Don't like Abrams. Come at me, people. Um, so so I think those two, again, you've got Natural Alliance, their kind of thing, because they're both yeah. going to be going, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, there's, there's so, a commonality of, the, of their origin, so that they, they'll be able to, to no, they, they'll they'll be seeking out something that's comfortable or something they understand. Yes. Um, now, Beetlejuice, is, as we say, is just, just going to be just causing shit. The main thing he needs to try and do, because he's got the most obvious weakness here, like Beetlejuice has got one fatal flaw here, which is that if any of them mention his name three times, he's going to pop off. Yeah. So the first thing he needs to do is learn how to shut people the fuck up. But I mean, he does that. I mean, we, we do get that in the film. No, he 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 gets zips across mouths and he gets no plates. Yeah, on. yeah. So that's he, what he saying, has that. No, he has that ability. So what he needs to he needs to be able to, if people know who he is, he needs to shut them up. If they don't, he needs to stop them finding out. Problem is, um, I, and and actually, I think if. If people don't realize who he is, I think he's probably the most powerful ghost out of the bunch. He's the ghost with the most. That's, yeah. that's the whole point. Like they, we've seen him do all sorts of shit that you know most of these are one trick ponies in, yeah. in some way, shape, or form. Beetlejuice could do actual fucking magic, basically, can't he? Yeah. Um, you know, he can transmogrify and all sorts of shit. So, thing is, though, people have got to learn his name. Yeah, but he's so full of himself. Yeah. That there's no way he doesn't introduce himself to everybody immediately. He's got to yeah. work his way down the line, being like, "Hey, how are you going? I'm Beetlejuice. How are you doing? Nice to see you." You know, yeah. that's and, just and, Beetlejuice. Yeah, and, and not only that, you can even even beyond that, you can see him referring to himself in the third person. Yeah, totally. Like so, I, <laughs> I think it's just a case of them all working out that when they say his name three times, yeah, he goes. Um, now he's got some advantages here. Slimer's not going to be capable of saying his name, for instance. Yeah. Um. So he's okay there. 
Um, I, of all of them, the one that's most likely, I think, to say his name three times is probably Myrtle, because she's just going to go off on one into a fit of hysterics. But not only that, I mean, if you if you look at Myrtle, um, she's a bit fucking bipolar as a as a character. Do you think? Um, and and to an extent where you can just you can see her rather than going off in hysterics, she'd be there stirring the fucking pot. She's yeah. a, she, she'd be there now, calling Beetlejuice, yeah. or or no, just to, you know, just almost getting almost getting to that point. Where did that come from? Because it's Beetlejuice with others on the end. Oh, okay. Fuck. <laughs> I know I say some stupid things, but that one I actually did think about. Okay. Um, but yeah, like, so she'd be there almost sort of taunting him that I know your name and I can fucking say it whenever I want. Because no, she does that, and she does that with um, with Harry, and she does it oh, with um, Dick. So she's and pushing. She's, mo- she's pushing his button. She's trying to get a rise out of him. Sorry, I read a racial slur into that. I was <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, absolutely no, no anti-Semitism whatsoever. Absolutely none. Probably says more about me than you. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, maybe she would antagonise him. She'd certainly antagonise Crane and Sam. She certainly. Oh yeah. Like, look how pathetic you are. What are you doing here? Why are you dead? Nobody loves you back on that plane. She'd certainly be giving it all of that shit. So I think actually she's got to be for the chop quite early because a lot of people are going to get very fucking fed up with her very yeah. quickly. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's um, it was one of the scary movie, um, one of the early scary movies um, whereby they, they parodied Scream 2, so I'm assuming it was a scary movie too. And there's the scene right at the beginning of, of Scream 2 where Jada Pinkett gets uh, murdered in the, in the cinema. Mm-hmm. And they parody that with a, uh, your stereotypical... Um, American late teen in the movie theater shrieking at the screen and all that sort of shit. I took point with all lining up to stab her. Yeah, and yeah, that's, that's... Kind of to see this going. Definitely, <laughs> and, and I think walking past, stick, stick a shiv in, and I carry on. I think everybody wants her gone very quickly. Um, she's quite a weak ghost as well. To be fair, we never really see her do a lot in well, Harry no, Potter. She kind, of hide, she kind of hides around in the pipes, and then so she'll come up a tap, float around a bit, and then fuck off back down in the bun- down a drain somewhere. Yeah, I mean, bearing in mind Casper is suicidal, there's half a chance that she could maybe talk him into fucking... <laughs> but he can't kill himself. That's not he's right. Throw himself into a trap, maybe. I don't know. We'll go and feed himself to the beast, possibly. <laughs> maybe. Um, it sounds good to go make friends with the beast. Yeah. Um, so so I could... Introduce yourself and offer him a cookie. <laughs> I could see him maybe getting stuck into Casper in that way, but I think... And I think it's Beetlejuice, actually. I think you're right. You can do the zipper on the mouth and shit like that. I think he just shuts her up immediately. He's just like, fuck this chick and just zippers her up. Uh, And that's, I mean, that's that's anything she's got to offer in terms of offense gone straight away. Yeah. Um, So then I guess somebody just flushes her down the nearest fucking toilet and off she goes. Oh, yeah. So she's she's toast. She's toast, I think. Where's my list? I'm going to cross them off as we go. Yeah, I'm doing the same thing. Because we always One get down. confused. Oh, I did forget to write Banquo down. Well, he's, he's still around because he's a knight. So then I'm just working down these lists a minute, sort of going through the pros and cons. I mean, Slimer, again, is another kind of agent of chaos. I, I wouldn't say he's necessarily evil, uh, no. but he's, nor is he good. And no, all he's going to be he's concerned he's about is... neutral. I mean, the thing, I mean, I've been doing a bit of background reading to then. Slimer was never called Slimer in the original film. So no, he doesn't. He doesn't get referred to as Slimer until the animated series. Yeah. Until the um, Ghostbusters. So in in um in the original film, he was the um the onion-headed ghost mm-hmm. because of the obviously the shape of his head. And Slimers were a, a class of ghost that yeah. live fucking slime. Um, and from stuff I've been reading, it's and like where you've had like the you know the, the movie tie-in book and shit like that. Um, that the those ghosts they were more or less primitive. They were you know, they were just scavenged for food. 
they didn't really, they couldn't didn't have the ability to speak they didn't really have the cognitive function it was just find food eat food find food eat food don't get killed yeah um and it was so it's only when you got to i mean how he got to drive a bus i don't quite understand um but yeah Ghost, ghostbusters 2 i don't quite yeah. understand <laughs> true um, um but yeah so it's only when you get to um when you get to the real ghostbusters where you get an actual character at slimer where they, in a way He's he's empathetic, where he's affectionate, where he you know he's part of the family, and it's only then you really yeah. get that. Um, so yeah, I mean, at, at this point, I mean, I I assume we'd be taking some sort of movie Slimer. I, um, I figured we would be. Yeah, I mean, he's basically a um, he's dog, isn't he? Yeah, and that's, and that's, that's what they follow through in the in the cartoon. They give him the personality of a pet, of a dog. Yeah. Um. So he he is a dog. He, you're right. He's going to be scavenging for food. Um. So he's he's just going to be looking out for whatever he can eat which at this at this point in time is nothing but i'm sure beetlejuice has probably got some half-eaten shit lying around somewhere um maybe ellington's got some stuff in his dressing gown smoking jacket whatever um probably weed i wouldn't i wouldn't suggest he'd probably share it maybe um but yeah i I think slime is just generally kicking around making a nuisance of himself at this point more than i think if provoked i think he will absolutely flip definitely um but then he's got he's quite spud like isn't he so there's not yeah. you know so yeah there's not really a lot he's going to be able to do is there no now the grady twins i mean they're just fucking scary um i was, I was gonna say little girl ghosts weird me the fuck out anyway they always have everybody dude everybody hates the little girl ghosts um but but they, they don't, don't really do anything no i was gonna say they don't have much to offer other than just there's two of them which might help yeah maybe um, they play the old uh, twin prank where you know you sort of one of them goes, no, kneels down behind him and you push somebody backwards over him yeah, and, 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 like, I think. and like you say, they've got the sort of thing like maybe Bankroll wouldn't want to fuck him up. But I guess being little girl ghosts, are they a similar age to Casper? Because Casper's a little boy, isn't he? Yeah, so... I, mean, I think, I mean, from the film, the Christina Ricci film, I think he was about 14 or something like that. There you go. So, I mean, he's a little I mean, bit older in, than in, them. But... In the cartoon, in the comics, I think he was he was definitely younger than that. I think he's played so between 8 and 10, I think. Yeah, so he, he's kind of similar age to them as well. So... I mean, they're creepy as all hell to the point where, it, you know, maybe even people want to stay away from them a little bit. But I think their their strength is in kind of getting people to protect them. I think, there's, like yeah. you say, there's going to be a natural instinct for Bankroll to protect them. I think also Sam and Malcolm Crane as... Yeah, because they're kids. Know, and no. Yes. So I, I, think, I think they don't have to do a lot at this point other than just, again, sit back, watch the carnage and, yeah, get the odd shiv in somewhere if they get the chance. So they... Well, yeah, I mean, realistically, if, you know, if if the way people are going to try and protect him is to get in front of them, to get between them and the other ghosts, between them and the evil ghosts, I say, you know, if they, 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 they're getting shivs and anyway, it's in the backs of people like uh, like Malcolm and Sam. Yeah. So so Casper, we've talked about as well. Um, Casper is fucking useless and suicidal. Um, but I mean, he can fly. Uh... Yeah, he can fly. Um, no, again, similar deal to Sam. You know, he could he, he could interact he could with interact the with objects. Him. Yeah. Um, no, and, and like that was his that was his thing. Like he had, always had a suitcase and a hat, and yeah. like when he was trying to make friends with people, he'd offer them cookies or he'd offer them lemonade if it was a hot day and shit like that. No, he was he was a quintessential fifties TV kid. Yeah, but he that, just happened to be dead and have a really fucking dark backstory. That ain't getting him nothing here unless he's got cookies to offer Slimer, in which case he's got an attack dog. Yeah. Um, which kind of makes sense if he's a little boy, actually. You can maybe yeah. see that working if he starts feeding Slimer up. So maybe there's another natural partnership happening there. Um, with Casper sicking Slimer on people. Um, 
so then we've got bent neck lady who actually kind of falls into that same category as Banquo and marley really yeah. it's a, like she looks fucking terrifying yeah like this is without shadow of a doubt outside of samara probably the fucking scariest looking ghost on the list like she yeah. looks absolutely fucking terrifying yeah um, so and, and is absolutely fucking terrifying yeah. but I mean, i i've i've got to i've got to confess this well so i told you earlier on but I hadn't seen um, Haunting Hill House. I'd been meaning to for fucking ages. Hadn't got around to it. And I started watching it um, last night or early hours this morning because I couldn't sleep, uh, which is really fucking Oh, that's idea. not a bu- Yeah, that is a fucking <laughs> terrible idea. Um, but I watched the first sort of three quarters of the first episode. I, I fucking saw, I'm sure I know this. And it turns out I bought and read the fucking book. So I, I, they're not the same. You know, the, the series is very much based on the book and it's, it's far more involved. But it meant I had the advantage of not having to try and follow the story as well as work out what, no, as well as try and work out the ghost. So I could then skip forward to the the, so the two key episodes that that um, that feature uh, Bat Neck Lady. So that was quite useful because it saved me a good ten hours, or nine hours. Because so that was quite handy. I didn't have to scare the shit out of myself at yeah. like two o'clock this morning. I, I would still recommend going back and watching. Oh, I will. 10 yeah. hours. I, it is. And, and for anybody out there, it's like spoilers up the ass again. We're going to spoil it for you now, but it is absolutely without shadow of a doubt one of the best TV shows I have ever seen. Uh, yeah, never I mean, mind I, just in the last year. It's yeah, phenomenal. I mean, I, yeah, I've been meaning to. It's been on my Netflix list for ages. I just haven't a chance to get to get around to it. Um, and obviously, we've spoken about it and um, with with Helen as well. It's it's one of those I've been desperate to get to. I mean, problem I have is that a well, a couple of problems. A, we watch so much shit for all the shows that we do that it's very difficult to fit stuff in for pleasure. Yeah, uh, it really is. Off seasons of Game of Thrones and stuff, um, but also I have to wait until everybody else in the house has gone to bed because Tori's yeah. in was, and the kids really can't watch shit like that because they're too little. Uh, yeah, no, you don't want to be showing this to the kids. Like I say, Bent Neck Lady is fucking terrifying. But okay, yeah, so yeah, yeah, so I've, I've gone and here is your final one. Three, two, one. Spoiler. But you know, is actually just Nell trying to say, look watch out basically this shit's gonna go down like be fucking careful yeah um, and it's quite, it's quite funny as well because i mean as a as a device the way that plays with what we expect temporal narrative to be it's genius it, I, yeah I, it's, I mean I, it's it's really you know it's it's really uh it's it's it's, it's a real rug pull um when, and when you get to that point it's like fuck and, and this is where we, we talk about writing a lot on all of our shows because it's something that we're naturally inclined to. Okay, we're, we're writers. We both consider ourselves writers and we're obsessed with story. Um, and, and quite often, the, this kind of rug pull is one that will drive me insane. It's the kind of shit that, you know, you do get in Abrams shows or in a Shyamalan film. It's, it's, and it's a complete nonsensical twist for the sake of being. Yeah. Now, the difference with a twist like this, when you know it's really worked and when you know it, because it, it does tie into the story completely and it brings everything together. The difference and the other show that I would recommend at the moment that's relatively recent or has gone recently is, is Watchmen, which does this exact same thing is when when that twist comes. You go, of course. Yeah. You Why fucking did I not see that? Idiot. That was in plain sight the whole time. How yeah. could I not see it? And they pull that off masterfully in this show. Um, when it, when the penny fucking drops, and generally what will happen is as a viewer, that penny will drop for you. And this is when you know it's really fucking good. That penny will drop for you about a minute before it's actually revealed, and you go, ah, oh, fuck. Of course, yeah. you idiot, Chris. How did you not see that? Yeah, um, no, for me, yeah, it's 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 that sort of thing as well. Where so you get it, you you're, you're five seconds before the reveal. Oh, for fuck's sake! Yeah, it's, how it's, did I not get that? 
it's totally that. And and with Hill House, it is. I and we won't go too off topic. We're not actually talking about the show here. But but with Hill House, it is just the first layer of that onion that you peel. From there on in, it just gets more and more and more convoluted, and the twists just keep coming and coming and coming. And as you say, the way it plays with sort of narrative timelines, and and even like depending on how into this shit you are, um, if you look into some. Well, look, whether it's true or not, who knows? But if you look into some paranormal investigation theory and you look at theories about time slips and things like that as well, there is all sorts of, if you want to call it science, uh, there's certainly a lot of research behind this, but you don't see it employed as a narrative technique in ghost stories very often. And so no. it's absolutely right. That's gushing about Haunting of Hill House over. <laughs> Bent Neck Lady is, I think, ultimately, despite looking absolutely terrifying, yeah. And like I say, possibly the scariest ghost on the list outside of Samara, who's just iconic at this point. Um, They look fairly similar, actually, anyway. Um, But despite having that appearance, is actually, you know, a a benevolent ghost. Is there for a good reason, is trying to protect her family, essentially. So in that way, she's actually got more in common out of all of them with Sam, I think, than than anybody, even though it's sort of as a narrative device, she's similar to Banquo and Jacob Marley. Um, She's she's an exposition bomb, essentially, when she comes. Um, She just doesn't, she's not quite as wordy as Banquo and Marley are about it. But but her narrative is is similar to Sam's, as in, like, there are people out there still in the corporeal world that I care about, that are in danger, um, that I can help. Uh, She just isn't able to physically do it in the same way that Sam is because she doesn't have that way of physically manifesting into objects and things. Um, So she definitely comes down on on the side of good guys for me as well. But I think, again, like Sam, I I think she would go looking for a fight if she had to. I, I don't. I, I don't see him like like a Casper good guy where he's going to sit back and go, fuck all. I see her like, if if I'm being threatened, I'm absolutely going to throw down. It's just, yeah. you you know, I, I may be a little bit uncomfortable because I have to sort of shimmy towards you with my head all bent over. Um, but, you know, on, on the other side of it, like she's going to be very difficult to hit in the head. So, yeah, the problem is if you if you get a good vertical blow down on the, on the neck. Could you I, take the head off? But then if you take her head off, like she's already dead because she's a ghost. So dead come headless and is just able to throw a fucking head at people maybe maybe she would, maybe, maybe it's no she turns a bit like nearly headless nick and he's just just hanging off the edge yeah who knows or maybe it's more like a headless horseman kind of deal then where she can just grab a hair and just whip yeah. her head at maybe which gives her a weapon um so i went to her first so that we can circle back basically to to samara um yeah. who is definitely the number one aggressor of the bunch yeah like, i mean i i again i've i've seen um, I've seen this many, many years ago, um, more than once. Um, and yeah, I'd forgotten until uh, going back through it in the last couple of days, the whole thing of uh, of prolonging, no, of prolonging that legacy. It's the fact there's a, no, there's a copy of the tape goes out, so then she can carry it on. It's like this is like some proper self perpetuating shit. She's this a virus, the, essentially. Yeah, it's like no, the, the, there's a way to stop it, but the only way to stop it is to is for there to be no more copies of the tape, but there will always be copies of the tape because there there will always be urban legends, so people will always pass this shit on, and and no, the, and the more copies there are, yeah, the further it's going to spread. I mean, this as you say, she's a an, she's an actual virus. It's fucking terrifying. Yeah, um, as long as there is a copy of the tape, then she, yeah, then she's around. Yeah, there is yeah. Samara. I, I, um, and the, the thing with Samara as well, like the, sort of the common the common trope with with killing a ghost is to sort of lay it to rest, and there's you know quite often you'll have to lay the, the body to rest or lay the bones to rest and things like that. But 
Um, I don't know if you remember this, if, if it's been a long time since you've seen the, the ring, but that actually makes it worse with yeah. Samara. Like, they bury her, and then she comes out of the fucking TV. Yeah. And then all sorts of shit goes on. Like, it makes it worse if you bury her. So she's, she's practically indestructible unless you destroy all the copies of the tape. That is the Although only way. That, we are now a long way removed from tapes. Did anybody what? bother digitizing it? Well, this is the thing, though. And if you did digitize it, would that still work? Because there is a whole thing if you start watching sequels and stuff like that. Yeah, as well. it's like an ability to like psychically imprint on stuff, isn't it? So yeah, if, yeah, yeah. There's like a whole thing about physically it, imprint on. Yeah, there's like a whole thing about it, DNA and stuff as well, if I remember rightly. It all I, gets. I haven't gone. Really, I haven't gone into this. It gets really, really fucking weird. Um, but yeah, like there needs to be a physical imprint. Now, would that work? With a digital copy, I, I don't know. But yeah, I, you know, I don't know. Um, we, we can we can say for the sake of this, obviously she's existing in, in analog form. Yeah. Um and she is just your classic malevolent spirit. She just wants to cause harm. Like she yeah. wants to fucking kill people. She's vengeful. Yeah. So she's not gonna give a shit who any of these people are. Yeah. She's just nobody gonna be... gave a shit about me and I died, so fuck you all. She's just gonna be going for all of them. Um so I guess you kind of have to think where she's going to go first. And I, I have to assume it's going to be the Grady twins because they're going to look the most helpless and the most innocent at first glance. So I think she's going to go straight for the Grady twins, come fucking crawling out of the TV towards them. Well, yeah, I mean, I, th I think that, that's no, that's going to be her move. She's going to go for the twins and Casper. And then your likes of Sam and Crane and possibly Banquo are going to try and get in the way of that. I agree. Uh, so I, I mean, we already said like we think Sam and Crane are going to try and defend them. So assuming she's going for them, then what it what it essentially comes down to is okay. First of all, then we've got Samara against Malcolm Crane and Sam. She's going to rip their fucking heads off. Malcolm Crane's got no fucking chance. Like no, like let's be like just talk about him in as much detail as as we can. Then he's got nothing to offer. No, the, uh, nothing. It, it, the, um, he's an complete antithesis of a Bruce Willis character. Yeah, completely. He's, he's not. He has no brawn. He's all intellect. Yeah. Um, and no, he's a very slight, very weedy man. The only the only real comparison, obviously it's exaggerated, would be in Death Becomes Her. Yeah. Um, where you no, know, he is he's just you no know, a normal a normal working bloke who isn't physical. He's not gonna go, he's not gonna yeah. storm a fucking building and try and get his wife out of a Christmas party with guns. You know, that's not what he's gonna do. He's gonna be watching and talking and trying to reason with everything. He's definitely more cerebral, except He's not even that intelligent, really, because he well, couldn't he was fucking fucking work out. He was dead. Yeah. He just so, thought everybody was ignoring him for a fucking year. Exactly. So I think he's gone. I think Samara just flat out takes him out immediately, like yeah. in the most violent, horrific way possible. I, um, I, I, I literally think she'd rip his head off. Yeah, I, that's exactly where I was going to go with it. Um, um, I mean, I think Sam... Sam he's got more of a chance. Because he's he's he he does have that aggression. And because of, because of the way he died and what he had to deal with after he died mm. i think he's got he, he's got more he's he's got more gumption in him he's going to stand up more however if he's standing between samara and the twins i think they're going to stab him in the back like literally just fucking shave him in the kidneys now now yeah this is the thing see i think he's got half a chance against samara for a number of reasons one is that we know he can move things with his mind he can do telekinesis so yeah. he can literally as she crawls out of the tv he could literally pick the over. fucking thing up and smash it on her head yeah. but I think Hopefully it's dead. a CRT as well, not a fucking flat screen. Well, they were, weren't they? They were, yeah. they were fucking old school CRT shoes coming off. Um, but I think you're dead right. As we said with the Grady twins, their their biggest kind of advantage is that nobody's going to suspect them. So yeah, I think whilst his back's turned, in the kidneys, mate, down he goes. Yeah. So I think you chalk one up for the Grady twins. Now, at this point, however, 
if Samara is seeing this, if, if Samara's going for him and they and he just drops at her feet because they've stabbed him in the back, is she then going to be looking at them going, right, you're next? Or she'd be going, right, okay, fair play. This is the thing. I I think maybe at that point she goes, okay. I, I think eventually she'd circle back around. Yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile, the beast is absorbing all of this as well. Yeah. Don't forget. Um, so, yeah, I think she then looks to the next weakest. It's be Casper, uh, isn't it? It's got to be, isn't it? I mean, Casper's a complete fucking pussy, but he's got Slimer with him as his attack dog. And um, he can fly. And he can fly, yeah, which she can't. So I mean, I'm assuming I... she can like, spider walk up the fucking walls and stuff, but... She looks like she could, doesn't she? Yeah. Um, fucking, you know, Linda Blair can do it. I mean, also, you'd presume at any point she can just go back into the TV. Um, yeah. And then... I mean, how does that work then? Can she? Well, it's got. It's not. I mean, they're on like the spiritual planes. So there's not going to be a lot of electricity and stuff kicking around anyway, is there? Because like, because that's kind of the same for the beast as well. Like poltergeist or, or the beast gets in and out through electricity or through invitation into the home, a bit like a fucking electric vampire, if you like. Yeah. Um, but I guess that doesn't matter here because they're all on. The no, they're all plane. they're all there to fight. So yeah, so she's going after Casper. You got to figure the Grady twins as well. Now, I haven't taken those two out. They're exposed now, so they're going to have to turn on him as well. So yeah. actually, again, I think maybe even they take Casper because if he's trying to befriend them, yeah. I, I think it's just very quickly like he's going to be what the fuck. And they well, spoiled. yeah, I mean, the, no, the whole thing with with the Grady twins and then with um with oh, fucking um with Danny is that they're trying to you know they wanted him to join them. Yeah. So, you know, that's going to be their whole MO. Yeah, we'll be a friend. Come with us. Come with us. That's what stab, I'm stab, saying. Stab, 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 yeah, stab. yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's that's how I think they would be. And I and I think that would work on Casper as well. Yeah, because he's fucking and, dull enough and naive enough and gullible enough. Until the point where he's seen him shiv Sam, but then it's too late. They just turn, they expose themselves here, so they just turn on him immediately. Yeah. Take him out, right? So I, I think I mean, one honest, grabs the tail, they even, one grabs they the head. Well, do they even do that while, while Sam and Malcolm have got their backs to them? Well, possibly... Yeah. Just fucking kill him before no, kill just him. While, while he's not expecting it. One, one grab the head, one grab the tail, fucking pull him apart. And he's such a fucking pussy that while he's lying on the floor and all his fucking ghost insides are spilling out, he's going to be apologizing for making a mess. Like, <laughs> so, so they just fucking finish him oh. off. <laughs> like, so Casper's gone. Now, at this point, though, his, his little dog Slimer's going to get pissed. But, I, think. I mean, is he or is Slimer just going to go? Well, he's yeah. not withholding the treats anymore. Where's the next food coming from? Yeah. yeah. Good point. And where is the food coming from, though? That's the thing. Casper's ghostly innards. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he's just chowing down. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, he's a dog at the end of the day. You know, dogs will eat dog food, but if you know, if there's fresh meat there, they'll delete it. What's the ghost well, I mean, equivalent? Yeah, I was going to say, like, I don't know if it works with dogs, but I know for a fact, like, with cats, like, if oh, I... Yeah, they, they eat dead people. If I suddenly drop dead, like, all four of the little bastards would be eating me by tomorrow. Like... So, yeah, we're not due to talk until Wednesday, so you're on your own. Sorry, mate. Yeah, yeah, I know. So, so like maybe dogs do the same thing. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if they get hungry enough, presumably. I guess. Who knows? Um, I, I, I think at this point though, we've got. So let, let's assume Slimer's just chowing down on that guts for now. Then yeah. we got Samara's going to be looking for a next victim. So are the Grady twins. Banquo at this point, I think, is going to be like, okay, this is fucked up. Yeah, like this. This is him being like, I need to sort this shit out. Yeah, he's got that. He's going to suit up at this point. Yeah, he's a knight. He's going to be like, okay, I was going to protect them, but they're evil little shits. Um, I still, I still still don't think he'll kill them. Yeah, I, I, I I agree. I still don't think he'd kill them. Um, but I think he would certainly go for Samara at this point, and then try and give them a stern telling off. Um, I mean, would be his idea. To be honest, you can just sort of see him going right. Okay, I'm no. 
I, I, this is me. I've got my sword. I'm going into battle. I'll fucking deal with you two little cunts later on. Yeah, definitely. So I think he goes after Samara. Because I think Mean- even after having seen what they've just done, everyone will still be underestimating them. Yes, definitely. Um, meanwhile, I actually think, bearing in mind their kids as well, and bearing in mind her MO, I think maybe old Bentneck starts bringing up the rear on those two as well. Yeah. And just thinking, like, I need to get through to these two because they're pretty fucked up. Yeah. Like, I, I need to get, get through worse. to these. Yeah, I need to get through to these and sort this shit out before it. So I, I think maybe whilst Banquo is going after Samara, Bentneck is going after the Grady twins, Slimer is eating Casper's guts. Yeah. Um, so that leaves us with Duke Ellington, Jacob Marley, and Beetlejuice still in the fight. I kind of see Ellington and Beetlejuice just have, kicking back and having a fucking laugh. To yeah. be honest, like they just everybody else fucking die. Yeah, and just and just talking about old times, like yeah. what it's like to be a showman and shit like that. Like I, yeah. I, I can, I can very much see these two just kicking back and having a fucking. I, I can see that. I mean, the problem with that, I think, is that. You can see that happening, and you can see Duke doing that, but Beetlejuice just, just did something really fucking underhand, like them reaching, reaching behind him and whipping his spine out or something like that. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Look, between the two of them, like when it comes down to it, Beetlejuice has definitely got the upper hand. But at this point in time, I could definitely see both of them just going, fuck this, and just just sitting back and, and having a natter between yeah, the two. Yeah, I can see him doing that for a while. But a I, th- I, yeah. think, I think it's, it, again, it's that false sense of security that we've had with others already, whereby they'll be having a laugh and a joke, sharing a, um, sharing a cigarette or a, or a joint or whatever else. And literally, it'll just be a case of while they're talking, Beetle just grows an extra fucking hand because he can do shit like that, and just you see it you know, pop up behind Duke's head and ripping his spine out. Yeah. And, oh yeah. Just, it's, you know, his 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 ghostly body collapses into the ground. I'll, I'll take that. I, I don't think Duke's got anything it, to just offer. Just because it's fucking chaos, isn't that? Yeah. I, I don't think Duke's got anything to offer, so I'll take that. I think Beetlejuice takes Duke out. Uh, okay. Let's have a look then. Bent neck coming up behind on the Grady twins. Um, how fleet of foot does she, given that her balance is going to be off? Bentneck, well, she's a, she's a proper, like, glidey, in-and-out-of-places ghost, like, appearing well, in right. utter silence and then screaming okay, in your face. Right. Like, she's, she's fucking terrifying. <laughs> like, she is absolutely fucking terrifying. Um, she's also bigger in stature than both the Grady's. She's got the bigger sister thing going on as well. Um, but bigger doesn't necessarily mean stronger. It, or it, no, no, it just, definitely two of those little fuckers. It definitely doesn't. I think she got. I think she can get the element of surprise on them though. But it's what she does with it. I mean, is it is it a classic? Come up behind them and bang, knock their heads together. But that's not going to kill them, is it? I also don't think it's her. I think it's more going to be come up behind them and try again, just like with Banker, try and get my fucking stern talking to. Yeah. At which point, I think they're just going to again, just fucking kill, just, just going to turn around and stab her, pull her to bits. Yeah. Really? Just yeah. They just play tug of war with her arms. Just stab the fuck out of her, really. Um, but then, okay, well, you know, let's just go with that. I was going to say, we've gone down the route of they're all just able to kill each other rather than they have to go yeah. through their actual path of destruction because yeah, yeah, they yeah. go so they can just kill each other. So, yeah, I guess in, I guess they do. I guess they, they take her out. I, I think she would be, as much as she'd be cross, and I think she'd be more cross than Banquo and more willing to, like, maybe give them a clip or something like that, I think yeah. ultimately killing them is not going to be... That's not her. No, I don't think so. I think she's going to go up and like scream in their face and try and frighten them to the point yeah. where they run away. But to, to be honest, I mean, given what they are and what they've just done, if she goes, if she gets up in their face and screams at them, they're going to look at each other and just fucking lock eyes with her again and just start stabbing so just start her. Stabbing her, her. Chest. Yeah. Now, whilst all this is happening, is Marley going to try and step in here, seeing all this going on, seeing 
seeing as they're kind of kindred kindred spirits as well like and he's got the reach he's got the chains he so, has. No, I mean, he's, I don't think he's going to be in time to do anything, but if he starts swinging chains, he's going to be whacking into, into heads and spines and shit. This, this is what I'm saying. Like Maybe he doesn't save Bentneck. Let's, let's say they, they take down Bentneck, but she's coming up behind them, we said, Yeah. which means that their backs are going to be turned. So if Marley's behind them and he whips them chains out, like he can take the feet from under them very easily. Yeah, you can tie him up in the chains. Yeah, well, you can, can just leave them fucking dangling in the fucking chains. All the blood will rush to their head. They fucking pass out. But yeah, I mean, again, I think the as the problem with Marley is he's such a fucking inept ghost. Anyway, he he he, you know, he as you said, he's Joe Exposition. He does nothing apart from signpost bigger and badder things to come. Uh, yeah, that's true. So, but then, if we look at who he was in life, he was not a very nice man. He was a spiteful true. man. Hence all of the chains. Hence all of the the weight of his greed and his misery weighing yeah, him down. Um, it's just that we never get chance to see that in the story. No, that's true. I think. I think he's certainly got it in him, and I think you know when he's when he's seeing all of all of this shit go down, and it's evident that it's going to come his way eventually. Yeah, true. I think he's opportunist enough to like that. This is his best fucking chance. Oh yeah, he's got. I think he's the best person to take him down. He's got all the chains. He can. Yeah, he's got. He's got. He's got range. Yeah, I, I think he can. I think he can take him out. I think he can grab him on the ankles and take him out. He can. He can fucking Hulk smash him if he wants with them chains. Just well, yeah, that's it. Just bang, bang, whipping bang, him around. Bang. I think he can do it. Yeah, right, we'll take them out. Okay, so the Grady twins are gone. So Banquo and Samara. Now, this is interesting, isn't it? Because Samara's, yeah. you know, like, she's malevolent. She's got the strength. She's got the power. Yeah. Banquo's a fucking knight, though. Yeah, I mean... The... He's built for this kind of shit. Yeah, and no, the difficulty being that we never really experienced him fighting. So we don't know no. if he's actually any good. But the fact that he wasn't killed in battle... I always assumed he was the absolute fucking dude. Like oh, yeah, get, he, was, he, was, he was the nuts. He really was. You, you get that from just about any portrayal of Banquo. Like, he is he is the fucking dude. Yeah. Like, there, there's a reason he had to go. You know, he's he's the fucking dude. Um, I, and, yeah, he's, he's a fucking knight. He's honourable. He's going to... He exists purely to slay fucking entities like Samara, really, doesn't he? Question yeah. is, has he got a fucking sword? Well, I yeah, we'll give him a sword. Give him a fighting chance. I think if he's got a sword, I think he can take her out. I, I think don't know. I think she's wily. I think she, like you said, there's going to be spider walking. There's going to be jumping around. There's going to be all sorts of shit. I think but... the problem for me is that not only is she wily, she's so fucking otherworldly that she's like, no, she's nothing he will have ever even dreamt of. True. To a point, he. I don't know if he would know how to deal with her, even if no, even if he were stronger, if he were to have all the weapons in the world. I don't know. He, I don't know. He would be able to process what she was doing. Yeah, true. I mean, I guess he he could swing a sword at her, and she could literally just get out of the fucking way, and then come up behind him and yeah, yeah. rip his fucking head off, as you were saying. Um, yeah, I mean, I, that's that's the problem for me is that I don't. I mean, if nothing else, is Banquo going to be what is you know like looking at the TV, going like, what is this fucking yeah. magic box that she's come out of? Yeah, like where has this come? How from? do I get her back into it? Yeah. Uh, because he'd be thinking it's a fucking box. But then does he accidentally break the TV because he's fucking prodding it with his sword? I don't know. But then the TV isn't the thing. The no, tapes so the are the fucking thing. Yeah, the TV's not the thing. And if she's not in it, it doesn't matter. No. So, I mean, and again, he's not going to know what the fuck a tape is, even if there's one there. I think I think they have a good fight, but I think, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know which way this one goes. I, I don't... I, I think that given... 
given the period he's from, given the you know that he you know as he the electricity wouldn't have been a thing, and you know, there's nothing about her world that he would understand apart from she was drowned in a well. Mm. There's no he there's nothing else he you know he's going to be equipped with. And the same with like you know, yes, there was the encounter with the witches very early on, um in in Macbeth, and yes, okay, you no know, he comes back as a ghost, but that's about the extent of any supernatural. So the fact, you know, there's then this malevolent entity that can imprint on physical objects yeah, and cause death in seven days time by not being anywhere fucking near, just because there was a, you know, just because there's an imprint on a tape, that's just going to completely fry his brain. And I don't True. think that, I, I think that she, you know, she is wily enough that she's and, and angry and fucking, I say just fucking vindictive enough. She's just going to let it, let his brain bleed out of his ears figuratively and as I said he's going to start swinging you know what sort of demon is this etc and she's just going to get, I'd say, get up behind him and just whip his head off okay I, okay, I, don't, I'll, I'll go I don't think he's got enough I, I, I think I think as a character if he were to encounter something like this in his own world in his, his own time I think that would have been a different story and his hero story would have been a lot different however this is just this is nothing like anything he would have seen okay yeah I'll, I'll go with it then I'll go with that so at this point, all chance of positive energy is pretty much gone, isn't it? We've got apart from the innocence of Slimer. Well, this is the thing, isn't it? Like he's an age, he's another agent of chaos, like Beetlejuice, but he's not he's not actively hurting anyone. He's just no. going around mopping it, shit up. Yeah, I mean, if it came to it, you can just say Beetlejuice of you know, catching him on something and whipping him onto a spit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, poor old Slimer's done nothing yet. Bless him. Um, so Casper. True, we got, but yeah, but he didn't kill him. Nobody's eating him. Yeah, he's got to get um, a post assist. Yeah, so oh, post mortem assist. We got Samara still kicking around. We got Slimer. We got Beetlejuice. We got Jacob Marley, and we got the Beast. Now, I think at this point, she's got to perceive Marley as the next biggest threat, hasn't she? Well, yeah, given that Beetlejuice given that she's and, and yeah, Marley Marley's just taking the girls. twins out. Yeah, so she's got to go at Marley now. Even though he's not a knight, he's got those fucking chains. He can yeah. restrain her. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, but then, would she be able to then physically imprint on the chains or the box or whatever? Well, that, that's the thing. And and how would they? How would physical imprint on things. that? They're not but, physical things. Are but they? they're physical. They're physical enough in that world. If if they can hit, if they, no, if if they're if they're physical enough that they can hit other ghosts mm-hmm. because they're ghostly objects, then they've they've got to have a physicality to them. The question is how how would the mechanism of that work? How would she well, how would she imprint thing. on that? What what could she imprint what? on that to yeah. then and that, then we'd have to wait seven days for Marley to peg it. This is the thing. I think it's seventeen, isn't it? I don't think it's seven. I think it's seventeen days. It's a I think really it, was, it was seven in the in the American version. In the um, right. I, I can't remember what it was in the Japanese version. It may have been seventeen in that. I think it's seventeen days. But yeah, that would. But be it was like... it was seven in the in in the ring in the. Um, yeah. So, so even assuming she could imprint on the chains and, and she can kill Marley, it would take 70 days, in which time he's going to have killed her first. Well, yeah. It's just that she's now imprinted on the chains. So if yeah, anybody, anybody else, else chains. she comes Look, back, touches. she comes back. Well, yeah. So, I mean, that's got to be her move. And I mean, that that's for all the all the showmanship, for all the, the fancy shit you get coming out of the TV. Her thing is the imprinting. Yeah, that's how that's how she lives on. That's how she gets people. So surely that's her move. I mean, is it is it the chains or is it the lock boxes or is it? I mean, what is it? Could be, because the thing is with the video, like 
she physically puts herself on the tape so that when the tape is played, she's able to kind of come out as, as yeah. a curse. She doesn't physically come out until her body is buried, but she's she physically sort of come out and the, the curse works through that. What is the mechanism with with like the chains or the lockbox? Though what I don't know. Act, what activates that is what I'm saying because with is the video you the have lockbox? to. You, that's why I'm saying does she imprint on the box and she gets inside the box and so if he opens the box, then she comes out. Yeah, but she runs a risk there of the box not being open. The box never being opened. She it becomes Pandora's box essentially. Yeah. But then but... would Marley know enough? Because he wouldn't, because he doesn't know where she's come from. And no. Again, he doesn't know what a TV is, so he wouldn't know enough to not open the box. But then it's whether whether he wants to open the box. Well, yeah, that's it. Because um, in theory, he shouldn't, should he, want to no. open the box? No, the, I, mean, I can't remember what the, the, um, what the box was said to contain. But yeah, there's no reason to open it, especially not in the context of her. No. So even if, so even if she does imprint herself... It relies, it relies on somebody else opening that box. So I think actually what what we can, what we can look at with it is that I think I again I think Marley can take her out. He's got the fucking chains. I think like as wily as she is, he's got a lot of fucking chains. Mm. Like he is able to restrain people quite easily. Yeah, I think so. He, he and can again, definitely. I mean, the thing that her, all of her movements or no, everything we see from her again, it's all theatrics. Yeah. So she's, I, I she's wily, but she's not spry, and she's not no she's no. not going to be doing you know fanciful moves to get away. No, I, I think he can literally wrap her up, grab every limb, and pull her apart. Now, if she then chooses to imprint herself on the box, I think that allows her to live. Yeah. As if he hasn't beaten her, but I don't think it allows her to go any further in the fight at this point just well, yet. Well, no, because it needs somebody to open the box. Yeah, so we now have Marley, Beetlejuice, Slimer, and the Beast. Now, at this point, you've got to wonder whether Beetlejuice might take a bit of a shine into Slimer. Just because, yeah. He's, do you know what I mean? Just like he's, he's seeing a companion in Slimer, so you have to wonder whether Beetlejuice is going to try and turn on Marley, really, um, because it, it's either that or all three of them have got to try and turn on the Beast. Which actually, yeah, maybe they would, because he's just been sitting there slowly soaking this shit up. But, yeah, I mean, getting more and more powerful. Given who Beetlejuice is, would know who the Beast was. Yeah, and he would, and be would in, know how he worked. Yeah, and he would be in no rush. To have to fight him. However, he's got a better chance doing it with Slimer and Marley and using them as yes. bait than he has on his own. Whereas if he takes those two out first, he's going mano a mano with the beast. Yeah. Um, however, of everybody that's left, if anybody's got the ability to create enough positivity in oh, order yeah. to it is beat. But surely that he needs other people to create positivity in. Well, this is the thing. At this point, does he make them all do a song and a dance? Maybe. Because that's going to weaken the beast. It's not going to kill him. But given that the beast is now, what, eight bodies in? Yeah. He's or pretty, eight souls in. He's not going to... He's pretty fucking powerful, isn't he? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think uh, a, a quick chorus of... Uh, what the fucking song called? I can't remember what it's called. Jump um, the line. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't yeah, think... I don't think that's going to be enough. No, but then this is fucking Beetlejuice. It might not just be a quick chorus of that. He might also summon a fucking carousel at the top of his head and set some fireworks off. And yeah, I mean, for me, he's his move is. I can see the move he would he would make would be more trying to get the um oh what was it? the 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 netherworld to get the fucking sandworms coming after him and try and get you know, get the beast between him and the sandworms. He's terrified of the sandworms though, isn't he? So he's not gonna. Well, there's that, but I mean, if you've got 
if if it's that or being killed by an, an, an enemy, not by some other means. Because I mean, no, I mean, you, in, yeah, he is terrified of them, but in the cartoon, he certainly does uh, utilize them a lot more. They are they are more of characters in the cartoon than they are in the film. Mm. Okay, yeah, but then I think again, the beast is devoured that much energy yeah. by this point. And, like, as, I mean. The the fear you would get from Beetlejuice would be very would would presumably that would carry a lot of negativity as well. Mm. Now you said something interesting earlier. Fuck, um, that doesn't happen very often. Where where the beast is concerned, and I hadn't thought about it when you said it. It set a little ping off in my brain. Um, the reason the beast goes after Carol Ann in the Poltergeist films is because he regards her as a vessel of innocence. Basically, she's she's innocent, so she's going to help to attract spirits to him, yeah. attract attract lost souls. Um, now, the Grady's were far from innocent, but actually, somebody who has been entirely innocent throughout this whole thing, bless him, is is poor old Slimer. Yeah, like he is he isn't innocent in all of this. He's just a big cuddly puppy dog who happens to be fucking a slimy ball of ectoplasm. Hmm. So it's whether the beast is actually gonna go for Slimer here to try and. Well, I mean, generally the move for Caroline was he wanted to pull Caroline into the spirit dimension so that. Yeah. other spirits would follow yeah um but but kind of slimer's already here but i guess he's got to feel like again this this vessel bringing slimer to his side as such is going to attract even more for him to feed on so i guess i guess he's going to want to go for slimer yeah no you you disturb a dog when it's eating and see what happens <laughs> yeah i mean if he goes for slimer slimer's going to round on him isn't he so at this point, then, if Slimer goes for him, he had, I mean, and he hasn't got a chance. No, <laughs> no chance in hell. And, and again, if if Slimer does round on him, that, there will be a lot of negative feeling with that. So he'd be he'd actually be making him stronger by doing it. Making him stronger. Um, however, Slimer is able to fly, so he can like, and and the beast does have very spindly legs. Yeah. So if Slimer wanted to, he could maybe make a good chance of like he could take chunks out of his kneecaps or whatever. Um, and again, it's whether the other two then see this as an opportunity like he's distracted now slime has given him some shit all right is is this the chance like does marley then go for the other legs with the chains try and restrain yeah. him and Beetle... you treat him like a fucking at at yeah, well, exactly him yeah yeah get around Be- him with the chains and, and topple him over i don't forget beetlejuice can stretch his arms out as well tie him up yeah. in knots so actually maybe maybe between them maybe between marley and beetlejuice actually they could it could take the fucker down because then his body is very fucking spindly. Yeah, it's very frail. Very fucking spindly. And once he's down, you just curb stomp the bitch. Because <laughs> he's, he's all head. Yeah, like, true. once he's down, if Beetlejuice gets the mallet on the end of his fucking arm and just... Yeah. I think they can do it. Because, I mean, the, the only move that he's got left, even though we're saying he's growing in power, like his actual move, what he does is open portals to the spirit dimension so he can suck shit in and eat it. Yeah. But they're already there. Well, yeah, that's it. I mean, even if they're in some sort of limbo or purgatory or whatever else, there's nowhere, there's nothing coming in and there's nothing going out. No, so I, I, Thunderdome. I think they can, I think they can do it. I think the only move the beast has got to try and avoid that is if he can somehow sense that Samara's in that box and open it. I don't know. I mean, that, I mean, that, I don't know because that, that there's like you know, some sort of portal inference there, but I think even then, I don't. He's still got to get to it and open it. And if, well, you know, if, yeah, this is true. If, 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 he's, if he's been down. if he's pinned down, he's not going to be able to do it anyway. He's, you know, can he pick a preternatural lock with his mind? I think he probably can. See, that's the thing. He's a fucking poltergeist. That's the thing. He can fry eggs on the counter with his fucking mind, let alone pick true. a lock. That's a fucking skill, however messy. 
Yeah, I th- I think he probably could. I think he could open that box. But then if he does open the box, I guess Samara then instantly takes Marley out. Yeah. Element of surprise. Yeah. So, okay, so are we going with this or not? I yeah, think let's go he with it. Open the box. I let's think go, he could open, the, open box. the box. Right? So, so Samara then in, and Marley, takes Marley out. Okay, which means there's now only Beetlejuice restraining the beast and Slimer flying around, and Samara's back in the fight. And at this point, I think I think Beetlejuice is going to be trying to pull Samara. <laughs> He's just going to be like, "Hey, <laughs> I think you're probably right." He's like, "Yeah, I don't want, I, I, I don't want to fight that. Let's, let's try the other way." I think he probably is. I think he's going to be telling her how impressive that shit was and trying to find out how she managed to lock herself in the box and stuff like that. And I think she's going to have none of it. Yeah. <laughs> she is going to have none of it. Um, the trouble is, without saying his name, and she doesn't speak... She can't kill him. I don't think she can, can she? No. I don't think anybody that's left can actually say his name. No. Now, because even if you decapitate him, if you haven't said his name, he can just like grow little yeah, spider legs him. off his head and fucking yeah. put his head back on his body. Yeah. So I mean, I... this is this is the thing because I mean, yeah, she she pops out of the box and immediately kills Marley. And the beast is still restrained, albeit less. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know, is, is her next move right? Kill him while he's well, I, down. I think so. Yeah, I think she is the one that can take the beast out. She's she's nowhere near equal in power, but she's as malevolent. Yeah, um, and if he's if he's restrained and they're in a fight to the death, then yeah, she's just as you said, she, you know, she's right behind him or I, right I, over him. Yeah, I I think she yeah, I think she would. I think she would take him out. Yeah. So so she takes the beast out. That's quite good because that was my head pick, but my my heart pick was different. Um. Yeah, I I pretty much thought the beast was going to take it. To be honest. Yeah, I, that that was my thinking as well. I've got it written down. I didn't say it at the start, but that was my that was my no rational pick. This is one of these brilliant ones where it could have, and it's it's because of the lineup we've picked, as we said at the start of the show, where it's quite varied. It could have gone anywhere, and I didn't see half of this shit going down the way it has. I'll no. be honest. Um, well, I, I try not to think about it, but as we've said before, I kind of just go with it and then see where we end up. So do I normally, but I kind of, I really did think the beast was going to take this. Um, my, oh, yeah, I thought he was going to walk it. Yeah, I, I didn't really have a heart pick in this one, but if I if I was pushed, um, she went quite some time ago so because <laughs> um, i have already gushed about hill house enough um but the, i mean like if, if there's if there are two that we had to be left with i never thought it would be slimer and beetlejuice um i'm glad it is because i thought they'd go quite early um yeah i mean and actually the more we talk about heart picks the more i realize that actually i have had a heart pick in this all along and and they are left um yeah, mine's left um, yeah. So I mean, how how do you get rid of uh, how do you get rid of Samara then? Well, I mean, Beetlejuice can take his pick. This is the thing, and this is what I said back at the start. Like, yeah, she's she's malevolent, she's evil, she's pretty powerful. She's not as fucking powerful as Beetlejuice. He is, no. and without... and, he, and she's she's limited in terms of her ability as well. Whereas he isn't. No, no without... he, he's limited by his imagination. Yeah, without shadow of a doubt, he had he had the weakness of of saying his name, but all of those people are gone. And as I said back at the start. Other than having the kryptonite, he is without shadow of a doubt, even more so than the beast, easily the most powerful combatant in the fight. Yeah. So I mean he can he can take her out one of a million ways. He can just teleport that TV and drop it on her head. He can turn her into a literal videotape and smash her to bits. Yeah. He can he can get a sandworm to eat her. He can conjure up a massive gun and shoot her in the face. He can 
kick her in the cunt with a giant foot. <laughs> he can set her hair on fire. He can yeah. he can do whatever he wants. Like take your pick. But he absolutely one on one absolutely yeah. would take her out. I've no doubt in my mind. Yeah, I, I agree completely. I I absolutely agree. She she's got she's got nothing, and, and no. she can't. There's nothing left for her to imprint onto. No. So Beetlejuice takes out Samara. That leaves Beetlejuice and Slimer. Yeah, now this one I see as being quite cruel, actually, because... It's, this mean, is really cruel, because it is only going one way. It, of course it is. I mean, he's, he's going he's gonna to take Slimer on board. Slimer's going to be his little pet, and literally, as, as, as soon as his back's turned, again, just whatever he can think of. I mean, this is the thing, right? By, by the nature of this show, there can only be one winner. Yeah. And I don't think I have ever, and I never thought it would be this episode that would get me to this point. I don't think I have ever, ever wanted a tie so much. Because <laughs> I, mean, I just. We've had a couple of close calls with ties as well, so. I just kind of, yeah, I think, you know, I kind of wanted to just take Slimer as his little pet. Because yeah. you can see the two of them working together as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, he's absolutely not. He's going to have to, like, kick the dog to death or whatever. Yeah. Um, he's just going to have to take him out of back like Lenny and um, pop him in the back of the head. Yeah, but he is going to do it. Yeah, of course he is, because that's the only way he lives. That's yeah, and and he's nothing if if not out for number one. Yeah. Um, he's definitely going to take Slimer out, isn't he? Yeah, I don't even, I don't, yeah. I kind of don't even want to think about how he's going to do it. It's horrible. <laughs> I, I don't think it matters how he does it. No, Slimer, no, as we said, Slimer has somehow managed to get to this point. Well, it's only because we've allowed, him, yeah, we've allowed him to do fuck all other than eat the scraps. But th- that seems in keeping for his character, so it's yeah, fine. exactly, it's fine. Um, but yeah, so the fact that Slimer got this far, it doesn't matter how Beetlejuice kills him because he could drop a fucking house on his head. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't matter. This is the thing with Beetlejuice. Like, he is literally all-powerful. For, yeah. for the purposes of this fight, he is basically a god. I was going to say, men, for, yeah. for the purpose of this, he's Green Lantern. If he can imagine it, he can do it. He can do it. That's, that's exactly what he is. That's such a perfect comparison. Yeah, he is literally limited only by what he can imagine. Yeah. Um, so well, so, that may be. Yeah. So, yeah, I think he kills Slimer as well. And then I think he raises all of the dead corpses up and has a big old dance party. Yeah, just little marionettes. Yeah, just for shits and giggles, because he can. Yeah, why not? Um, but yeah, I think you're right. So I think we've got to that point. I'm... Beetlejuice was my heart pick. Beetlejuice, I wanted to win, but I didn't think he had a fucking snowball. So I've got to be honest. Um, I I didn't realize that he was until we really got into it. Um, and the more we got into it, the more I realized that that yeah, as I say, you you literally hear the pen drop. Um, I was like, yeah, actually, I was probably subconsciously pulling for this all along. Yeah. Um, and I and look, maybe it's been a Beetlejuice heavy month because we did the we did the show on SMPD as well. But there was no way that we could do ghosts no, without Beetlejuice. This, this was one of the, we had this discussion when we put the list together and we're like, is this going to be too heavy because we would have done Beetlejuice the way the, the week before, but there's no way you can't discuss no, ghosts absolutely not. without Beetlejuice. You simply can't. Yeah, no, that's right. Um, and let's say for, for all the ghosts we missed, um, apologies, um, may have gone a different way, but you can only have so many. You know, I mean, send them in if you know one that can take Beetlejuice out, send it in. If you know one that you want to see take any of the others on, send them in. Yeah, uh, so we'll, we'll, just we'll let us know what we look. missed. Like, yes, Vigo the Carpathian. I know what a fucking idiot, right? Um, but yeah, write in if that's something you want to hear as well. Um, yeah. we haven't got a single fucking ghost from the DC or the Marvel Universe either. Like, there are there are plenty out there that we've missed, we know that, but. We had to stop somewhere, and 13 seemed like a perfect fucking number. So, yeah. 
Yeah. So in the Halloween Battle Royal SmackDown thing, um, Beetlejuice wins. That's, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty happy with that. Um, as as Chris has said, if if you have thoughts, if you think we've missed anybody, or you think we've got it wrong, let us know. Get in touch. Um, you can get us on Twitter at ddpodcastnet. You can also go to our website ddpodcast.net and leave us a message through there. You can also find our previous uh, previous episodes and our other shows as well. Wherever you get your podcasts from, be it uh, iTunes, Spotify, uh, wherever, wherever else they are, uh, Google Play, Amazon Music, etc. Uh, leave us a review, like, share, comment, etc. We'll get back to you as best we can. But until next time, happy Halloween, listeners. Have a safe, enjoyable Halloween. And uh, we'll catch you next time on Google. See you later. Shake, shake, shake,